0: At 7.32, welcome back in. The opening kickoff, a leadless edition, continues right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. We welcome in our weekly guest, a good friend of the station, Jerry Palm. Jerry, what's the bigger story, Patino dressing to impress or uh, storming the court?
1: Storming the court. Nobody cares how Patino dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Players right. can get hurt when courts get stormed, and, you know, we're seeing... You know, more players endangered. You know, first, Caitlin Clark, uh, the biggest, you know, best-known player in college basketball, men or women, uh, gets knocked over in a court storm. And then Kyle Filipowski gets hurt in a court storm. And that's a, you know, a first-team All-American-level player. And, you know, we just can't have that. You know, just, it just can't happen anymore. And nobody seems to care. I mean, there's just nobody. There's no appetite to stop court storms.
0: So what would you, if you were commissioner of NCAA basketball, sir, what would you do to curb the problem?
1: The first time a a student section stormed the court, the the next game there would be no student section, empty seats. And then um, if it happens again, then, you know, multiple games with no empty seats and then maybe a full season with, you know, with no students. I mean, I don't care. You know you have the right to come and cheer on your team. you don't have the right to go out and endanger people on the floor, so i I don't care if uh if I have to kick students out of the building to to keep that from happening,
2: Jerry, is it possible that we're maybe making a problem that doesn't exist given that court storming has happened probably five thousand times over the last fifty years, and this is really the the first year we're ever talking about this
1: well, then i what we're stopping is a problem that is now starting to appear. It, maybe it hasn't been a problem before, but if it becomes a problem now, then it needs to be stopped now. This, this College basketball is really the only sport where you see it. Um, you know, you don't see NBA games with court storms. You don't see uh, professional anything with court storms. You don't see college football a little bit. You'll see some, um, but it's storming a football field is a lot more of a task than storming a um a basketball court and uh those players are better protected uh football players but now this is really a unique thing to college basketball and if players are going to start getting hurt then it needs to be stopped
2: well to that i would say yeah of course you don't see it in the nba it's part of what makes college athletics and college basketball especially so special and great
1: No, college basketball is no (laughs) is no less great if we don't have fans running onto the floor after a game, uh, you know, okay, I'm a Purdue guy. So Purdue has been court stormed in ten ten 10 of its last 11 road losses. Part of that is because they've been good, you know, nobody court storms when you beat um, Indiana anymore. But, um, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, if Zach Eadie got hurt during a court storm, it'd be war, you know, it's, it, it would, you just can't allow that kind of thing to potentially happen.
0: He's Jerry Palm. He joins us here on WNSP. Uh, one other thing about court storming, we'll move on to basketball, but what would you make of Alabama AD Greg Burns' comments that uh, his idea is uh, you court storm, you forfeit the game?
1: Um interesting yeah. uh, that's I'm one like, way to do it yeah. I, I, you know that's, a, that's that's another way to do it i hadn't thought of that one um i, do, I don't dislike that <laughs> I, I uh I, it's interesting i mean what would the selection committee do with a forfeit um you don't get a lot of those in no. college basketball yeah I, I got no problem with that one either
0: well until joe Schmo from the from the losing team says hey i got an idea let's run out there in our purdue shirts uh, and, and yeah, make well. it look like.
1: But for yeah. a, a debate for another time. Yeah. First of all, you have to get a bunch of Joe Schmoes and Purdue shirts as, as visitors into Mackey. Yeah. <laughs> Good and luck with that. Yeah.
0: Well, we're working on it. We're working on it. All right. Uh, Kentucky would, uh, just blasted Alabama over the weekend. How does that impact both schools looking uh, down the line?
1: Yeah, and that, that was a game that Alabama was without. Yeah. Um, Wagyu, right? The suspension. Yes, That's he did B. not he play for suspension. Not that it matters when you when they win that bad. It's uh you know, it's it's a loss. It's not two losses. You know, you get blown out, you get blown out. It's a it's a bad day and um Kentucky's a good team. So, it's more helpful for Kentucky to have beaten Alabama than it hurts Alabama to lose at Kentucky. Um but those are just two good teams. Home team one really uh, it it's only a problem if it lingers into the next game. You know, if Alabama's, you know, hung over from that one and then goes out and gives up another one, uh then it becomes a problem. But, you know, Alabama and Kentucky neither one are outstanding defensive teams. They both are can be explosive offensive teams, so it's not surprising we see uh what used to be an NBA score uh before the NBA stopped playing defense um in uh in a game like between Alabama and Kentucky.
0: Uh, I think you have, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, I think you had Alabama on the three line. Did I make that up? Did I read yes. that correctly?
1: Yes. Uh, nope. yep. and, uh, and they haven't al- really moved since the committee gave us Alabama as a three now two weeks ago.
0: What what ultimately, at this point in the season, because we're getting down to it, what ultimately could move them one way or the other? I mean, what, what would it take? Up well, or down?
1: You know, they're, they've got... Tennessee left on the schedule. They have to go to Mississippi. They have to go to Florida. Those are three tournament teams. And of course, you know, Tennessee is ahead of them in the bracket. So, you know, those, you win those games and now you, you get a little bit of juice. You know, right now, the way I, I see the bracket is the top three teams Purdue, Connecticut, Houston, and whatever order they end up uh, eventually have separated themselves from everyone else. And then four through eight. So all of the twos plus North Carolina is another block that's separated from the, the teams ahead of them. And Alabama is among the top few teams, that, you know, in that next block of teams. So, you know, you beat Tennessee, you start to put a dent in that separation. Um, but you have to win the other games too. I mean, you know, if, if Alabama wants to make a run, you know, they have to win at Mississippi. They have to win at Florida. I mean, those are, you know, potential uh, mississippi the uh, very close to the bubble but um or the end of the bracket and Florida's you know middle of the bracket team but you know if you want to be a two seed those are the kinds of games you have to win
2: jerry we're gonna have to rename this time of the year palm season everywhere i looked this weekend it's jerry palm has this jerry palm has this how do you deal with this this fame you get this time of year
1: uh, I answer my phone and talk to people who <laughs> <laughs> call me. Uh, I, and I guess at this time of year I get more of those phone calls. Uh, I don't know. I don't really think about it much. <laughs> I don't think about it that way. Uh, my friends are are much much more into having a supposed famous friend than I think much about it.
2: I want to ask you this too, as we head. I mean, we still got three weeks or so until Selection Sunday. I know you're a Purdue guy, but. Purdue or the field, if I asked you right now?
1: I don't like any – I'll take the field for with anybody because, um, you know, as good as Purdue and UConn and Houston have been – now, if you're to give me one of those three, or, you know, if I can have one of those three and then the rest of the field, I might take one of those three. Um, but if I can only have one of those three, then uh, – I'll still take the field because I, I think Purdue, UConn, and Houston are are all yeah they're they're different teams but they're all really really good.
0: Uh, speaking of teams that maybe aren't very good, what's going on with Michigan, Jawan Howard, man?
1: Jeez, well, I've, it's been one thing after another for Jawan Howard's team this year. They've had some injury problems. Um, their best player, Doug McDaniel, can only play home games because of a of an academic suspension, where the university has prohibited him from from straying from campus. Um, it's uh, it's a weird year for them. It just you know they, they haven't been healthy all year completely, but you know it, it's yeah, it's just things have gone sideways, and they just don't have enough depth to overcome all the problems they've had. Yeah, it's it's just they've got some guys. You know, they've got some talented guys. They just they just don't seem to have enough to put wins together and I think it's really hard when your best player only shows up for half your games yeah. you know it's like it's like coaching two different teams that just really weird
0: uh Bruce Pearl's got his team I think you guys have Auburn on the on the as a four, four. at this point um yep. obviously a big win over Georgia uh what do you think of the the Tigers heading into the last few few weeks of the season here
1: I mean, really, the only thing they're missing is higher quality wins. You know, they beat Alabama at home uh, at Mississippi, which we just talked about is down there near the cut line of the bracket. That's the extent of their quad one wins. And I think the only other team they've beaten that's actually in the bracket is South Carolina. So, you know, I, I don't know, where did their schedule go? I mean, they've got five losses, six losses. All two tournament teams, App State leading their league, will be in the tournament if they win it. And that's a quad one loss for the moment. But they just don't have the higher quality wins. And they don't even have them on the schedule. At Tennessee, of course, very high quality. Uh, Mississippi State, comfortably in the tournament. But then they get Missouri and Georgia. It's like, how did they end up with a schedule where they got all the better teams, it seems like, just once instead of home and homes other than Alabama? So um, so that's really the thing that's holding Auburn back from being higher up the bracket is they just don't have the kind of wins that the other teams do that they're competing with.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, always great to catch up with you, Jerry. Certainly appreciate the time. Have a good week, sir.
1: All right. Thanks.
0: Yep. That's uh, Jerry Palm, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the more I think about it, someone someone asked me. Um, they thought I was kind of going after uh, Greg Byrne a little bit. Um, you should for that comment. Um, I, I don't know if you'd feel the same way if it were somebody other than Greg Byrne making that comment about forfeiting. Uh, Jerry Jerry clearly is in favor. Of
2: yes, Jerry being anti-court storming was one of the more least surprising things to ever happen yeah, on this I show.
0: Yeah, th- I th- I also think that comes from a place of just being a huge Purdue fan. I mean, he even cited the number of games a yeah. day that ten out of the last
2: eleven road yeah, losses. I mean,
0: so I'm sick of having the court so someone stormed said on instead Purdue. Of, instead of your snarky remark, what's your solution? So here's my solution. I just, what if, what if you rope the court off every game? Like it's already roped off with the idea that you know it's not going to stop anything right so if there is a p- potential for a court storm i think you promote it i think you do just the opposite instead of hoping it happens i think you promote it i think you get a shot clock up there at the end you do, you have your marketing department come up with like the coolest like court storming video you can think of and it has a shot clock and in 30 seconds we're we're doing this or whatever They only need 10 seconds. Flipkowski just needed to get off the damn court. Right. So my point is in that time there is an expectation. You're 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 waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting like it's coming. It gives the other team a chance to get out the way and then you let it you just let it go.
2: Maybe you need, like, a court-storming coordinator whose, like, sole job is to be placed at games where there's a potential court-storming and, you know, gather the players. I, I think someone said one of the benches was roped off one time. Like, something like that. It's yeah. not that hard. Banning court-storming for something that's been a tradition for over 50 years, and no, there's been no incident like this until Flipkowski decided to mosey his way on off the court and sulk, and probably stick his leg out, for that matter. And he's probably fine, by the way. He didn't tear an ACL. He has a sprained ankle. He's probably going to play tomorrow. I, it's it's
0: ridiculous. And I, I don't like the Caitlin Clark uh, addition to it. Because I think we all know that if you go back and look, she gave as good as she got in that one. Like, she delivered the blow. Now, whether aside. or not she was bracing or maybe she was just pissed and ready to knock somebody on their butt. Either way. Uh, I've been told that my idea was not going to work. I don't know. The anticipation of storming the court, (laughs) it might.
2: Ten seconds. That's all you need. Ten seconds after the final buzzer
0: rings. I mean, somebody asked. So, you can't say zero chance. You don't know because it's never been tried. You can't say with any certainty that it's zero chance. You want it to be zero chance.
2: I can say with certainty that over the thousands of court stormings, after one tiny, tiny incident where Flipkowski had to get carried off the court, there's now, you know typical give, Duke stuff. I will here. give
0: Jerry uh, I, a little credit here. I I don't I don't hate the idea. I hate the idea that he didn't hate Greg Burns idea. If <laughs> that makes sense. Of, cu- of course but, he didn't. But I don't hate the idea. Of penalizing the student section overall, he said, "We need to ban the student section for Th- a game.
2: Then, then they don't. Uh,
0: what, what are we doing? You I might as well take they're away they're... a home game. No, a lot of places. Well, I don't know where... Do, are the uh the students pay to get in for a lot uh, of places.
2: probably at like the Purdue's of the world. Yeah. At Alabama, I know they're they're free. You just have to get there. You know, it's right. first come first serve. It's uh, not like football tickets where so you no, buy
0: a I, I I think uh." If you're passionate about your team, uh, that might warrant. Like Auburn fans are camping out. They'd be ticked off if they had if they couldn't get into the into the next game, right? You'd to Auburn's
2: credit, I don't think they're storming the court either. But and neither is A passionate fan
0: base. Sure. We said we weren't gonna talk about it again, and here we are. Well thanks to Greg Byrne, his dumb idea. All right. And Jerry Palm's support of Yeah, and (laughs) Jerry Palm's support of that. All right, you guys can jump in. Uh, We encourage you to uh, get in at 694 1055. We're open for the next couple segments. Uh, Ansley Lee, my colleague over at AL.com, she covers Auburn Tiger Start and Spring Practice. She's going to be joining us in uh, in about 40 minutes or so. But we'll talk to you next as we wrap up hour number two of a leadless edition of the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP.
1: This is Will Herring, a member of the Auburn family. When I'm in Mobile, I listen to WNSP 105.5.